You are listening to the Confident Girl Podcast. This podcast is your go-to for learning ways to be more confident, fearless, and self-loving. I am your host, Lisa Thompson, founder of Self Love Beauty, and my vision is to create a world where everyone is empowered to love themselves and achieve anything that they desire. Hey everybody, it's Lisa Thompson, founder of Self Love Beauty and the host of The Confident Girl. Welcome back for another awesome podcast. Um, Today we are going to be talking about, you know, having confidence through your self-love journey and all of the obstacles that come into, into play with that. And so... I actually have a guest today. Um, I'm not on my own today. I know I've I've done one on my own so far, and but have had the opportunity to have lots of great guests. Um, we both met through um, Abby being one of our ambassadors. I'm trying to think right now of the exact time we met, but I'm pretty sure it was she showed up at my house one day, introduced herself. I got to meet her adorable daughters throughout, you know, different photo shoots, and they've become like family to me. They're fantastic people, um, and it's been so great. We were just chatting right before the podcast, catching up on her daughters, um, and just hearing about how life is going. So it's always great when an ambassador becomes a friend. Um, you know, if you're interested in becoming an ambassador, check out our website. So before I keep talking and talking, I'm going to hand it over to Abby to introduce herself a little bit. So Abby, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so I'm a mother of two, um, kind of handful, beautiful little, (laughs) little girls and, uh, they're pretty much my world. I wanted to do two things when I grew up. I wanted to be a mom, check done. I'm a mom and I wanted to be a state senator. So we'll see, we'll see what happens (laughs) with that, but, uh, my journey continues, but, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, love living my life. Um, married for almost 13 years now. And to a very patient man who's a great father, and um, I work with a lot of different nonprofits around the area. I think I found um, Self Love Beauty just by chance from other friends who were ambassadors before me, posting things on Facebook and then on Instagram. And then um, it was last September, I believe, that we we met. We're going on a year, so, exactly. <laughs> so it was uh, kind of one of those. Um, those natural connections, I think, that we made, and it was a really good uh, connection to make. I've had a journey through self-love, overcoming a lot of different obstacles in my life. Um, you know, specifically, I think of overcoming an eating disorder to find self-love, and that's what led me to to meet you. So, yes, yeah. and it's awesome. I remember um, we were trying on beautiful me shirts um, from our collection, and I played ball with her little daughter downstairs for like ever and like if anybody knows me I love kids so I was like I'll take her I'll babysit her and I think when she was leaving she she was telling her um Abby bye and she was like I'm gonna stay with Lisa so uh true testament to how awesome little kids are and her daughter is um so Abby um taking us back to like what you said about you know having your journey of an eating disorder um take us back to that for a second um and how like when did it start and, you know, what were your obstacles through that? Uh, I think growing up, um, like, unfortunately, like a lot of us seeing it from older family members, you know, it's just a, a in society, you know, watching the numbers on the scale or, you know, this diet or that diet and really paying attention to what's, you know, on TV or magazines and having that be the ideal of what you need to look like. And regardless of how tall you are, what your body's naturally shaped, like this is what I'm supposed to look like. This is the number that I'm supposed to see on the scale. 
um, I think that, you know, from a young age, seeing that, experiencing that with other family members, you know, influenced that a little bit in my mind. But then I can <laughs> remember the exact time I started um, was, uh, you know, in, in band, played clarinet. <laughs> And I went away to a fine arts camp, and by accident, I was placed in housing with um, the ballet dancers. But it was fantastic because they were just these great, really nice girls, and, you know, they'd go dance all day long, and I'd go play my clarinet. But um, hindsight, they weren't that much, they weren't any different in size for me, but I'd see how graceful they were, and, you know, the, you know dancing, and I never did that, but then they all... Um, you know, talked about how they didn't eat or if they ate and they threw up and they'd like really like it was this whole um, culture of, of what they were going through and I that's when I started um, you know binging and purging because I thought okay I don't dance like this I how do I how do I keep my weight down how do I keep in shape you know when I'm not a super active person you know I'm 15 years old and very impressionable so that's um I love to eat, so how can I, yep. <laughs> can I uh, stay thin or whatever, when I was already thin? Um, and that's really what started it. But I think it was, you know, I'm preface this by saying I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical professional. I just know what I went through. And a lot of it, I think, is just a psychological, you know, need to be accepted and um, just with society not fully understanding your place in the world or, you know, loving yourself completely of who you were and how you are because it wasn't you know back in the 1990s this wasn't as you know um important I think mm -hmm. that these people make it now of really loving yourself for who you are and having that self-love I think back in back then when I was around that age it was more selfish to have your that self-love so that's I know that's how it got how it started was when I was about 15 years old and it, it progressed until um, through into my early 20s and um, then I, I uh, was in the army and I was deployed overseas and because of the lack of nutrients and lack of water and the heat and wearing the full uniform with the boots and the whole thing and being in a humid climate I um, fainted one day and that's when I was put into treatment um, you know, I'd had years and years and years of neglect to my own body. And, you know, now I was in a situation where I couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. So that's when I started. I was about, I think I was 20 years old and that's 19 or 20. And that's when I had treatment to um, get better. So that's, uh, that's when I went into treatment. And yeah. I think that, uh, you know, it took me a few years to really get through that and to really understand what... Um, what I was doing to myself and what my worth was before I was really completely healed from that. Um, the uh, military set me up with a nutritionist and a therapist, and that's how I was, how I came, that's up, great. came through that. Yeah. And so when you were saying that, you know, because everybody has, not everybody, but there are different types of eating mm -hmm. disorders. Right. And so you were talking about, you know, you, you binged and then you threw up. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you did it for so long. So why did, like, was there a reason that you did it for so long? Why, like, you know, some, some people do it for just a short amount of time. Some people do it for a longer time. So I, I think for myself, um, looking back, I, the reason I continued is because nobody knew I was doing it and no one tried to stop me. Um, 
you know, I maintained this, um, what I thought was, you know, a healthy body weight. And it, you know, I'm digressing for a second here, but preparing to come in today to talk to you, I was looking back at photos of myself and it's, I just, it just makes me sad to see that girl. And I wish I could, you know, go back in time and talk to the 16 or 17 year old version of myself and explain to her the health complications that she would have if she continued on this path. And I think that's really the most important lesson to learn or to teach young girls that are, you know, dealing with, um, a lack of self-love and, you know, doing a, you know, whether it's bulimia or it's, you know, anorexia or any other, you know, form of eating disorder, even overeating, um, what the physical toll that it does to your own body at a later age, you know, I've been, you know, I don't want to say cured, but I've been, you know, doing, you know, being healthy and working out and eating well and, and not doing, you know, the, the binging and the purging and all that for about 15 years, but my health problems persisted and you know and then I've had to deal with that as an adult because of what I did when I was younger. Can you talk a little bit about those health yeah, issues just so sure. that people understand like what what actually can happen to you? Yeah it's um it's interesting um I look back at photos of myself when I was you know late teens early 20s and um my jawline was a lot wider and that was due to um different like cells salivatory, how do you say it? You know, your, your glands. Oh, yeah. From, you know, okay. from like the over, overacting from, from um, throwing up so much. So those were enlarged. So if I look back at photos, I had a very larger, a larger face, a larger jawline from um, just overuse of all of those glands of, you know, of the binging. Um, so that's one thing, you know, uh, erosion of my gum line from, you know, from you know, all of the puking, yeah. you know, from my teeth. So I remember as a 22 year old, a dentist told me that I had teeth and gums of a 60 year old. And, um, you know, that was when I was starting to get to heal and get better. And so it's like, well, what do I do now? How can I prevent any more erosion? How do I, you know, fix this? And so, I mean, with every dentist appointment I have now, we talk about that of like, how, how's my gum health and how is that doing? Cause I didn't want to lose my teeth. And that happens, you know, a lot of people who have yeah. bulimia, you know, it can get to that point where they do lose their teeth. And thankfully I didn't. Um, uh, once I started to heal, I started having uh, digestive problems and it was because I was actually digesting my food finally. And so I was having issues um, with diff a lot of different things over the last 15 years, whether it was dairy or something with a high fat count, um, different meats, um, gluten bothered me for a little bit. And um, all these different diagnoses over the years, you know, with having, um, you know, irritable bowel syndrome and I had, you know, I was diagnosed with GERD. And I had um, ulcers, you know, those were caused from all the erosion of, you know, the, the bile that built up. And then um, recently I had my gallbladder removed and um, was talking to some physicians and, um, you know, looking into different research that's been done. Gallbladder disease is one of the side effects of having an uh, eating disorder such as bulimia for a long time, that overuse of, you know, all the bile, you know, you know it's a collecting, you know, organ, it, yeah. you know, it stores the bile and then having, you know, all of that coming in and out of it so much. 
that overuse. Um, so in hindsight, a lot of the problems that I had for the last 15 years was, was because of that. And it's something that I did to myself and, you know, all my friends and family that, um, have been through all of my health journey with me, you know, knowing that now thinking back to, you know, everything that I've done and all the different, um, diets, I guess I've had to go on because of digestive issues, realizing now that it was my gallbladder and that it was a product of, you know, this eating disorder. It's, um, just definitely something that we're, we're on a mission to inform people about, you yeah. know, yeah. Catch it when, when they're young, catch your, you know, your child, if they're, they're seeming, you know, secretive or depressed or go to the bathroom a lot or brush their, brush their teeth a lot. My sisters noticed that actually, they said, they noticed I brushed my teeth a lot when I was, when I was younger. And so just the little things, yeah. and just talk to your, to your child about it. Cause I think that if somebody had just asked me without judgment, if I was okay, or I've noticed you doing this, um, you know, there's a lot of therapists even around even more so now that can help out with that. I believe that catching it younger, catching it earlier, um, would really, um, decrease the, the amount of health problems that some of these young people might have like me when they get older. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking back to, you said that you found it when you were in the army Mm -hmm. and, you know, I think some people think that eventually I'll quit. Eventually I'll stop. Eventually I don't need that Mm -hmm. stuff. But do you think you would have stopped unless you would have got help while you were in the army? I, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that, you know, I would have learned to love myself for who I was and the body shape that I am. Like I do now, you know, I think that, 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 that grew with time. Um, you know, I, a lot of people still, you know, they work out because they don't want to, they don't take the extra donut or something because they don't want it to go to their hips or their whatever. Um, I think being mindful about that, but also understanding that I'm loved and I am healthy and that, you know, I am only five foot three. So, you know, weight on me is going to look different than it is on yes, yes. five foot 11. And so it's um, learning that everybody's shaped differently. Everybody's built differently. Genetics and everything. You're not going to look like, you know, your best friend. You're not going to look like the person across the road or in the magazine and just being the healthiest version of yourself that you can be and loving yourself for, for the body that you were given, I think is the, um, the best way to just be healthy and have a self-love journey. So like I said, I would like to think that I would have quit eventually, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, totally. Especially, you know, when I met my husband after, after I was um, home from the deployment and he, um, you know, he thought I was beautiful and this was when I was starting to get healthier. So in my mind I was already gaining weight. And so having, you know, not that I needed that reinforcement from somebody else, but at that time, it was nice to have somebody love you for who you were, and that that helps. You know, yeah. then, then becoming a mom, oh boy, that just that just does something else to you. That you know, it's it's an incredible to have that unconditional love from from little people, and I think that that's really what has encouraged me to open up more about what I had gone through because I don't. I don't want my children to see the issues that I had or see a lack of self-love for me that, you know, might, um, 
you know, fester in their own brain because as females, we kind of, we kind of tend to turn, you know, to pass that along. It's been passed along from generations and yes. like to break that cycle. Exactly. And I think too, like you have two daughters who are already empowered and already, you know, got that like, mom, I got this, right. <laughs> that independentness to it. And so it's like having that continued relationship with them um, because I think we both know that as much as we're trying to make progress right now with women empowerment, self-love, and make this a very well-known disorder, um, the comparison is still out there. And one by it's going to have to be this one-by-one one type of thing and, like, how we learn from our parents. And um, when you were talking about being 5'11", or I'm sorry, 5'3", and other people being 5'11", but, you know, we weigh the same sometimes as them, but bodies are very different. Mm-hmm. Um it reminded me that there are people that look at you and look at me and want something that we have too. Like it's, it's a evolving door. Like you always are looking at someone else and comparing, like we might think this person has it all. We want their body, but they're facing other battles that we don't have to face. And I think that's another thing too, is when we're on that journey, um, we all have to love ourselves for the body that God gave us instead of fighting against Mm -hmm. it, you know. Um, So since you are raising two, um, you know, very independent, strong, um, strong strong-minded girls, like, like, what are you thinking for that? Like, how are you continuing to teach them their worth? And, you know, they're going to be in middle school, high school eventually, and, like, growing up in these cultures that we are. Like, what's your plan? Well, for sure, my plan is to be a stay-at-home mom so that I will be with them every second of the week. I'm kidding about that, but I have said as soon as they're they can't middle, date, they can't do as anything. As soon as they're in middle school, I will be shadowing them everywhere. Um, no, it's I think that if I'm able to in my home um, encourage them and empower them and help them, you know, just remind them of how amazing they are in their own individuality, I think. Hope my hope is that that will help them to not be as influenced by um, by what's around them. You know, they're seven and three, and social media has changed so much in the last even couple of years. Yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like when they're um, when they're you know in their teens or early twenties, and they're going through. You know, that's the time when you're the most critical on yourself and you're most influenced by what others think in society. And um, uh, especially, you know, the the popular um, celebrities and that that we see post things on social media these days that influence even, you know, the age group that I'm in. I'm, you know, 35 and, you know, seeing other celebrities and that that are my same height, (laughs) you know, talking about the way that they're shaped and everything. I just... You're, everyone's so different and it's not a competition and it's nothing to be competitive about. It's, it's just loving yourself and being the most healthy that you can be and encouraging and empowering the women in your own life. You know, whether it's my daughters or my sister or a friend, just what is great about you and encouraging that. I mean, everyone's gonna, I mean, you're gonna have somebody with longer hair or thicker hair or smaller feet or what have you, you know, or, you know, a dress fits them better than it does you in your, you know, your opinion, but what is great about yourself and really playing that up and, um, to the women in your life, encouraging those things and empowering those, you know, those small things that will really, um, kind of stick in their brain that, you know, I am a really great artist or I 
can ride my, you know, little kids, I can ride my bike really well, yeah, you know, yeah, things like yeah. that, that just encouraging and just empowering the little things that they're doing well and remembering that so that, um, you know, if they, if they think that something's not great, they can remember, well, especially for my daughters, my mom thinks I'm the best bike rider. Yes, the exactly. So exactly. I try to remember that and, um, just, just show them love. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, as you were talking about, like, how, you know, we each bring something different to the table, and sometimes we think about looks and we compare, but if you think about it and you look at your friends, I could tell you when someone asks me about them, I never say, oh, um, they're, you know, they're a certain size or they're a certain height, and that's why we're friends. Mm -hmm. I never say that. I always explain we're friends because they bring this to the table, and so... Um, and I guess I've never really thought about that either. Like we sit here and we compare, but then it's like, well, why? Like I, I wouldn't want my friends to change. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want them to feel that they weren't beautiful because I literally would be lost without them. You know, they each bring their own flavor to the world and that's because they are good artists or they are good at their jobs or they're just good people. And no, like, I don't even think about like, I don't think about, you know, race, religion, gender, age like I know nothing about that sometimes you know you just kind of like love someone for who they are exactly I think that's I think that's what's gonna heal the world yeah now is just loving people for for who they are and what they're bringing positively to the table um I'm with you on that you know I, I think about my best friend and uh she had the greenest eyes and I remember that and she's just so funny and that's what I remember about her I don't think about you know a weight or, or, you know, things like that. I just remember, you know, I know that she's just so funny. And even my sisters, I have three sisters and they're all, we're all so different from each other. Um, not even comparing our looks, but just our attitude and our personalities. Mm -hmm. And we all have a lot of fun together and we all bring something different and positive to the world that I think just is something to encourage in, in each other. Yes, absolutely. I, I love that. And I and it's something that I forget sometimes too is like we we encourage people um and then we want to fit in. Mm-hmm. And then we have to remind ourselves too that that person has been in my life for so long. They love me for who they are. If someone new is going to come into my life, they're going to love me for it too or if they're just not wanting to be in my life and that's okay. Like you know, um, empowering circles really do bring the best out of people. And so you want to be, continue to be surrounded by those people, not the people that you're continuing to compare yourself to and feel very uncomfortable with. Right. I think that, you know, that's, that's why uh, they say, you know, social media makes people unhappy because you're always comparing your life to others. But, mm-hmm. you know, you said this earlier, you don't know what, what everyone's going through. Exactly. And, um, so just coming from a place of love and positivity in your, in yourself, I think that if more of us do that and put that out into the world, that it'll it'll gain momentum and more people will have that positivity as well. Yes, and that's totally our mission with Self Love Beauty is we want women and men to share their story um, and be authentic. I think that that's one thing that I love about people is like, this is my story, this is who I am, and like, you know, this is what I bring to the table. Um, I hope you like me. I hope we get along, you know, and we do like, we totally do. I, I've been starting to run with the new woman who literally inspires me all the time. But it's funny because we met outside of a patio at a bar and we became friends, but it's because you like, 
you know, you start finding your tribe of people that have the same things in common with you that just want to encourage you. And again, like, have no idea her weight. I have no idea, you know, like, you know, I just found out that it was, you know, she, when her birthday was, but you know, I didn't know all that stuff. We connected on a different level before knowing, knowing all the surface level types of things about someone. Um, so before we end today, is there anything else, um, you know, you know, you said that, you know, there's some things that you wish you could tell your 16 year old self. So you have a full audience of people listening in that are of all, all ages and, um, of of gender. So what advice would you give them on eating disorders? Uh, well, basically I would just say that it's, it's just not worth it. It's, um, you know, doing the research to, uh, making yourself the most healthy that you can be is, is what I would tell my 16 year old self. You know, I, it's hard to say, you know, don't worry about what your size is and all of that, because, you know, there is something to be said about being healthy. Yep. Um, but I would just tell her that she's beautiful and she's smart and that she's going to accomplish many great things in the world that, you know, my 16 year old self did not know she was going to do no clue, you know, I would be where I'm at today. So, um, gosh, you know, if only we could go back and go back and as an adult and tell them, and laugh at when we were thinking that we were overweight Yes, and being like, you were not like you, you were healthy. Like you could have, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yes. I think about that. Well, it's mainly the health issues. I don't think that anyone going into, you know, even if they want to do it for a short amount of time, don't know, you know, like I said, it took me, you know, 15 years, 20 years really after I started it that I, you know, finally realized all of the health problems I had. Yes. And so knowing that now, oh gosh, I would like to go into every high school and just, you know. Yeah, tell them what it really can do to you. you're thinking about doing this, don't. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing too is like the health issues along the run, like you're only in your teens for so long. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, in your adulthood for a lot longer, I feel like, and that's when it really is crucial. Most of my really close friends that I've connected with on a deeper level have been since I've been an adult. It's, you know, I have a handful from high school, but it's, it's not the same. It's, you know, to, to understand and to know that this isn't, this isn't the rest of your life. Your life is so much bigger and your world is going to grow so much. Um, Just, you know, stick with it and, love yourself and you'll you're going to accomplish great things I love that well thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your story Um, for everybody listening I hope that you took that advice to heart and really consider it and really think about it Um, right now society is talking a lot about physical and mental health and I think that this one plays up and and a role in both of them it's mental but it's all really physically internally and what you know what you're doing to your body can really affect you in the long run so stay true to yourself grow in some confidence um you are beautiful and you are so worthy of so many things i cannot wait to hear more people's stories if you have a story or inspired by what abby said email us at info at selflovebeauty.com we would love to hear from you have a great day Thank you for tuning in today. For more resources on confidence and self-love, visit my website at selflovebeauty.com. If you have a story or you are inspired by one of these podcasts, email me at info at selflovebeauty.com. I always love hearing from you and being able to inspire even more people. Again, remember to continue to be the best confident person you can be. Thank you.